NIV. NIV explains better and even in, uh, easy translation speaks. It says, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. It says, it is God who makes you to be wanting to do good things. Easy translation. It says what? You have easy translation, what? It is God himself who is working in you. Now you want to obey him. And he makes you strong to do that. When you obey him, that makes him very happy. Come on, somebody say with me, God is working in me. Have you noticed where somebody's like, I think I should, I should stop praying. If you see somebody say, I'm stopping church or I'm stopping praying, and then they really stop, God is not working in them. The Bible says it is God working in you to act in order. You better say this with me. Say, God is working in me. A ship does not sink by the water that is outside. It only sinks when the water goes inside. Oh, you didn't hear me. Did you hear that? The ship can only sink by what? Not the water outside. So if you have to sink in life, there are things you have allowed to go So if things are happening, you see, that's what the devil does. So he'll make somebody to upset you. He'll make somebody just to be all over you. Situations, moments, so that they can get. Your inside must only be for God. Because that's where his office is. Come on, somebody say, the God's office is in me. Did you hear that? He says, if you shall remain in me, I will remain in you. Did you hear that? If you shall abide in me, I will abide in you. There are countless scriptures where God is saying, now, I live in you. When you read the Bible in the Old Testament, where God was living, it was in a temple, in a room, small room, and they were calling it Holy of Holies. That's what he was saying. But now he's saying he's in you. Why are you scared? Why are you afraid? Do you know who you are? The Bible says you were baptized not just with water, but with the Holy Ghost and fire. Can you imagine in the Old Testament, the fire had to come on a bush and was burning. But this time around, he says, it is not the bush that I'll put the fire on. It is you. 
You are moving fire. And he's working in you. I discovered one thing. People who God answers their prayers are the people who realize where God stays. If you think God lives in heaven, my friend, you pray for years and years, you see nothing. The moment you know, that's what the Bible says, you shall know the truth. And the truth that you shall know shall set you free. Did you hear that? My people are perishing for lack of what? Knowledge. They don't know. So they'll be walking like this thinking they're just alone. Do you know Paul, Apostle Paul? He was in a boat, in a ship, in Acts 27. And the Bible says, and the boat began to sink. And everybody, including experts, captains of the ship, they said, ladies and gentlemen, here, we are going. And the Paul stood up and they said, not when I'm in this boat. He said, not when I'm in this boat. Am I talking to somebody right here? When everybody is complaining about, oh, things are going wrong. I'm about to lose this. I'm about to lose that. I'm about, when everybody is crying, you should stand up and say, not me. Wait a minute. You see, it looks so simple, but I want you to understand this. The Bible says there was a, a hurricane, a wind that was so strong and the boat had lost control. In fact, the, the, the ship was going to another direction because the wind was taking it to that direction. For 14 days, not one day. I'm not talking about for, for 30 minutes we almost sank. No, for 14 days, day and night, heavy wind, and the poor never changed his confession. Am I talking to somebody, right? Some of you could confess for one hour. After one hour, you'll be like, uh, maybe we should do try to find something. Do we have things to? <laughs> After one hour, you could have started changing, like, ah, maybe we should do something now. Do you have love jackets? In fact, you'll be the first one to get one. Paul said, not when I'm here. And Paul said, no one in this ship will lose their life. He said, nobody. Can you, can, you, can you have that mentality? Can you have that mentality? And one day, he's ministering. Another guy also began to minister. And was doing magic. Competing with Paul. Paul said, hey, 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 come, come. I said, why are you competing with me? He said, no, no, no. Your name is Paul, me. I'm actually, my name is by Jesus. There is even Jesus in my name. Paul said, you shall, you shall remain blind. And the Bible says immediately, the magician became, who, who's, who's, who's greater between a witch and Paul? So why, why are you scared? Do you know why? Do you know why Paul is greater? Because it is the one who wrote this scripture. God who works in you. He knew God was working where? He knew it. 
But you see, we have a problem now where we have Christians who don't even know God is in them. They'll be like, ah. So what the doctor will find in their lungs is what they'll be worried about. Not what the Bible says or what the Bible finds in their, in their lungs. Do you know what the Bible says? Hmm. The Bible says the love of God in Romans 4.17. It says the love of God spread beyond, abroad. In our hearts. By what? By the Holy Ghost. Say the love of God spread. In our heart. Can you imagine Paul understood? But what shocks me with this scripture? The Bible says, and the love of God spread from our hearts to the rest of the body. Can you imagine that even Paul understood that the, it is the heart that pushes the blood. The way your oxygenated blood is pushed the rest of the body. The Bible says that's how the love of God is. How? Where? In your lungs. If there is a problem there, the blood of Jesus is going over there. Amen. The love of Jesus is going. So the blood, the, the blood carries the love of God. Somebody say the love of God, love of God. is moving in my veins. In Romans 5 is 5. It is moving in my veins. You there? Now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been what? Given to us. NIV says what? It says, and hope does not put us to shame. That we know. We have this hope. It can't embarrass us. Why? Because. You see, there's even a because. We can't be embarrassed. Because, why? God's love has been poured out into our hearts. So it can be what? Pushed to the rest of the body. Through the Holy Spirit. Who has been given to us? So if you see people praying. And they are having an imagination. That God is in heaven. And they're asking God from heaven to answer them. Even God is shocked. Like, honestly, can you imagine? Stand over there. Can, can you imagine? I, I want you to, to, to hold my Bible. Can you imagine you standing there? Eh? And then somebody comes and says, Ah, Prophet Joel, give me the Bible. Ah, you are here. Yes. Would I get it? So the address is wrong. So people are looking for the wrong address. They are looking for what? God in heaven. Yet he said what? I shall give them a sign of Emmanuel. Which means what? God with us. I shall give them a sign. Which means Emmanuel. Translating what? God with us. Us. So when you are making prayer, if you want God to answer you, stop thinking God is somewhere. 
If you want God to fight for you, stop thinking God is somewhere. God with us. And that's a code for every believer. The moment they get this code right, they are in the supernatural. That's it. You are in the supernatural. Unstoppable. Nobody can stop you. Are, are, you, are you here, somebody? Somebody said, God with us. In Acts 3, Peter meets a man who was born lame. He has never walked. People think the responsibility of praying for the sick is with the prophets, pastors, bishops. But that's not true. The responsibility to heal the sick, to cast out demons, is not only with men of God and women of God. It is a wrong perception. Very wrong perception. I think let me share with this tonight. It's a wrong perception. This is why so many people think, Pastor, you see, casting out demons doesn't mean pastor. Healing the sick does it's just your gift. The Bible says, for in the church, some have been given the gift of healing. Not men of God, women. In the church. The Bible never says, is anyone sick? Let him call bishops. It says, let him call even church elders. Not pastors. <laughs> are, are you here? Ah, I get that right. Because I, I want somebody right now to exercise what I'm talking about. I want you to command sickness in somebody in your house. In your family, you'll be shocked. The problem is we have people who think God is somewhere. And the difference between where you are and to where God wants you to be is a simple thing. To decode this God of knowing. Knowledge. Knowing. Knowledge. Do you know where you are? You're with God. Peter meets a man who was born lame from his mother's womb. And then he says, give us money. I'm, I'm lame. I want to walk. But I can't. So I need help. Help me with some money for food. Peter said, look at us. He didn't say look to heaven. He said, look at us. He said, rise up and walk. Did you hear that? Rise up and what? Rise up and walk. Look at us. So wherever you're walking, wherever you're going, remember one thing. God is in you. He is working in you. You are unstoppable. Nothing can stop you. Nobody. There's no boss. If God puts you on top, what can bring you down? does not exist. I pray wherever you are. I said wherever you are. Tonight, let this anointing fall upon you. Do you know it's just about the revelation? Someone say revelation. It's all about revelation. Get it right. 
The Bible says, for all those who murmured did not enter Canaan. Nobody, as long as you murmured. Can you imagine they sent spies to say, go and spy. We want to enter Canaan. So spies go there and they come back divided. Someone like, hey, what we saw? They are best soldiers in Canaan. We are nothing. They have best weapons. And one says, no. Me, I saw differently. Me, I saw that in the name of our God, we can defeat them. Are you seeing? Are you seeing? Are you seeing how we see things? Are you seeing how we see things? One is like, it's too difficult. And one says, we can do it. And then God says, among you guys, then God looks at the one who was positive. He says, from now you, I have called you to be a leader. And those who doubted didn't enter. It takes you to have sharp revelation. See it that way. Otherwise, years will be coming and going, coming and going, and you'll be saying you're believing, but you're outside the box. You know what Paul said? Christ in me, the hope. So Paul knew all these things, that Christ was in him. Jesus was in him. He knew all these things. And then he's in a ship, they're telling him he's sinking. He said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Jesus is in me. What are you talking about? They said, no, this one is sinking. He said, no. Tell me again. What are you saying? And he became the captain. If you read the Bible of Acts, it was actually Paul who took over the captainship. He was telling them what to do. And in fact, they were soldiers. The Bible says these soldiers were the ones who had arrested him and put, them in the, and put him in the ship as a prisoner. And the Bible says they ended up removing the chains. And he became their boss. He now began to tell them what to do. All the prisoners which were in the ship, all of them, their chains were untied. They had to swim. He said, don't worry. <laughs> I'm in the boat. Come on, somebody say, I'm in the boat. I'm in the boat. Are you understand what I'm saying? Hey, where are you? Say, I'm in the boat. Say, nothing will happen in my boat. The moment this revelation sticks in your brain, you are done. Not for only two days. Now, Paul, first day, the ship was about to sink. He said, no, 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 no. He never changed the confession. The following day, he never changed the confession. The third day, he never changed the confession. Fourth day, he never changed the confession. Fourteen days. The man never changed the confession until they arrived where they were going. And they were like, so, Paul, this ship is about to break. And we say, he said, it will not break until we reach our destination near the when they came near the beach, that's when now it broke. He said, everybody scream now. Everybody. And they also, I'm telling you, nobody died. Because Christ was in Paul. Say, Christ is in me. Christ is in me. 
No, I didn't hear you sing it properly. Say, Christ is in me. So whatever is happening around me, say, I'm not scared. Say loud and clear, I'm not scared. Say, I'm not afraid. I don't have anxiety. Christ is in me. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. Today, I want you to interrupt something. Trust you me. Anything that is working to interrupt your life, your family, your child, whatsoever, I want you to interrupt it at this hour. Wherever you are. I want you to know. You see, when you are making prayer, it's not just about praying with your mouth. Pray with knowledge. Pray with understanding that this is who I am. I am speaking from the throne of God. I'm speaking not as a beggar. Power is in me. Jesus is in me. God is in me. The Bible says, greater is he. Who is in me than he who is outside? Who is in the world? Greater. That knowledge of knowing God is in you must never depart. In Acts 27, Let's start from verse 18 to get it much proper. Look at that. From verse 18, I want you to see this. And because we were exceedingly tempted tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. On the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Now, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us. All hope that we would be saved was finally given up. I want you to hear that statement. The one who was writing this is not Paul. It is Luke. Don't, don't, don't mix with Paul. So when he's saying all hope that we would survive was we lost hope. It's not Paul who's saying they lost hope. It is who? Luke. Not Paul. See that? He says what? Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. Verse 21. But after long absence from food, they couldn't even eat. Then one man stands up. His name is Paul. In the midst of the man said, Man, you should have listened to me and not have said from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. Now, he is faith talking. And now, I urge you to take heart. For there will be no loss of life among you. <laughs> but only the sheep. What are you saying? We're in the midst of the ocean. And you are saying that only the sheep will be lost, but life will survive. So how? How? <laughs> how? It's like we're in the plane, and you're like, uh, this plane will crash, but only the plane will crash, but everybody will survive. <laughs> like, what are they talking about? Faith talks. Come on, somebody say amen. Now, hear what the Bible says. Now, I urge you to cut, for there will be no loss of life among you, 
but only of the sheep. 23. For there stood by me this night an angel of the, of the God to whom I belong and to whom I save. What is he saying? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says at night, he, the Holy Spirit was standing next to me. Can you imagine if you can have that boldness? Where you can begin to say the Holy Spirit was standing next to me. Check the scripture. Saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. What is he saying? He has been arrested. Do you hear that? By soldiers. They have taken him from Israel. They are taking him to Rome by the ship. In Rome, there is a king called Caesar. So he has to appear before Caesar as, as a prisoner. Then he says, right now, all of you now, you are in my hands. So you have been granted to me. And in fact, nothing should happen because I want to go because God wants me to talk to Caesar. I have to preach to him. Come on, somebody say, I, nothing will happen to me because I have to fund the gospel. Somebody say, nothing will happen to me because I have to win souls. He says, nothing will happen. Check the scripture now. Let's continue. Verse 25. Therefore, Take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. As I read it in the Bible, as Major One preached it, so it shall be. This guy is saying these things while they are in what? There's a shipwreck happening. Everybody, they have lost hope. He says, only the ship will be damaged, but he will survive. Say, Christ in me. Christ in me. Say, he is working right, right here. If anything really bad is going on around you, okay, or maybe it's a sickness. It has hit you so hard. Go, close the door for only 20 minutes. Just begin to think God is in me. He's working in me. He's in me. God's people rise during what? Difficult times. When your family is suffering, when everybody's in trouble, that's when God raises you up. No wonder God called you in this season. God knew exactly what he was doing. He knew this calamity is happening. And God says, I'll pick you up. Come on, somebody raise up your hands wherever you are. Just thank the Holy Spirit. Thank God for being inside of you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for living in me. Thank you for staying in me. Oh, I give you glory, Heavenly Father, for making your home inside of me. 
Heavenly Father, help me to remember all the times that you live in me, that you stay in me. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, may I always remember that you are inside of me. Come on, come on. Worship and praise his holy name for him living inside of you.